Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here. Ben's here. Dave's here. All is well with the world. Well, I wouldn't go that far. All is well in our tiny little world right here, right now. If you say so. Okay, good. <laughs> That's the way I like it. <laughs> It'd be uh, nice if everything was well. It is. Kind of. Well, anyway, I today... just set you up, man. Yeah, well, wouldn't it be nice? There you go. <laughs> Oh. A day late and a dollar short. The people that <laughs> downloaded this episode already see the title, oh. so they know they knew what I was just doing. And you, well, I didn't see the title. They had one leg up on me. What you know? You came up with the title. <laughs> well, good you point. said okay. That's a good you, point. <laughs> you came in more prepared for this episode. You had you had bullet points of no, things I, that you wanted to talk actually, about. Actually, I don't. I. Just I, I have a piece of paper that looks like it has bullet points. <laughs> I, I, there are no bullet points. There's a ti- there is a title of the show, though. Wouldn't it be nice if you had bullet points? Wouldn't it be nice dot, dot, dot? That's the title of the show. That's the title of every show, dot, 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 after it. Oh, Where it goes, nobody knows. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about wouldn't it be nice. Let's just get right into it. Yeah, no, please. Okay. Since we've squandered enough time away, uh, so what we what we're talking about is manifesting things. So the reason I put "wouldn't it be nice" is because that's the phrase that clicks with me when I manifest. So that is how I manifested this life enhancement center. It was just "wouldn't it be nice." I, that's those were the thoughts that I had. I wasn't so attached to the outcome. Um, I didn't even really know what I <laughs> what I wanted to create specifically. I just knew that I wanted to work from home because as a single parent, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to work from home? That's that's what I was thinking. And whenever it came up in conversation. Um, it would just kind of be with that type of energy. Just wouldn't, I'd really like to work at home. That'd be nice. And people would be like, well, how are you going to do that? I'd say, I don't know. But it'd be nice. <laughs> and then I'd say, oh, I'd like to get an office, you know, a building with, with my home and the business attached. That'd be nice. And they'd be like, yeah, they don't. They don't have those buildings in Coventry, Rhode Island. They don't, they don't make them there. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, but it'd be nice, <laughs> you know, because I didn't need to stay in this town to keep my son in the same school system. So, so I wasn't looking. I I wanted it to be in Coventry. So I was like, that'd be nice, you know. And that was really it. And whenever anybody came up with a um, a problem or a reason why I couldn't do it, it, it didn't phase me because I wasn't trying to convince other people. It was just, I was just holding a space for it going, wouldn't that be nice? It'd be nice. And then people would throw wrenches into the work and I'd be like, yeah, but it'd be nice. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So at what point do you stop um, saying wouldn't it be nice and start doing something well, about it? Well, I mean, I always, I always kept my eyes open. You know, when I drove around running errands and stuff, I would keep my eyes open, see if I saw anything. And, and then um, some time was going by, and I, I really wasn't that attached to it. I didn't have a vision that I was going to open up a place and do, you know, a specific... The, the way this came about, it kind of came... My, my business plan kind of came out of the location, once I saw the location, I was like, okay, well, this is the amount of space I'm going to have. Um, you know, I could do personal training over here to stabilize my income. I can still have a separate area to do life coaching and a separate area to do Reiki. And, you know, like I can do all that the way this is. So that's when my business plan came into play. But before that, it was just wouldn't it be nice? So I, I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I kind of kept my eyes open. I mean, I had it in the back of my head that I would like a business attached to a home, of course, but I had no idea if that was going to be a just just a uh, like a house with a separate entrance, like a, a mother-in-law attachment to it that I could turn into an office. I had no idea, you know, so... So I wasn't that specific. I was just looking around. And then the, the next thing, I guess I needed to get more specific for it to come into being. And I wasn't, I was so non-attached to the outcome um, that I kind of needed a kick in the butt. So, <laughs> so the universe came in and said, hey, well, let's get Glenn looking a little bit closer. So he'll find this. Um, so I had two different people in my life mention that they were looking for a place, a different place. Well, one one mentioned it, and then I started looking around for them, and I had mentioned that to a friend, and they said, hey, I'm looking too. And I said, oh, okay. So I started looking for other people in my travels. Um, and when I would see a sign, I'd jot down a number. Sometimes I'd call and ask what the square footage was and the price was so I could let my friends know. Um, and while I was doing that, somebody said, I, I stopped by and, and gave some information. And they said, I says, yeah, it'd be not what I'm looking for is I'd like to have a place that I could work out of my home. And they're like, oh, there's a place like that right up the street. It's too small for us, so we're not interested in it. Um, but there's a place right up the street. I'm like, where? I, I haven't seen it. I've been looking, you know. And um, they told me about where it was, and I kind of kept my eyes open a few times. I never saw it. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to find this place. <laughs> if it exists, I'm finding it. And I went down the street, and I checked every single building, and finally I saw this little Ferenc sign in the window set back off the street. And um, took down the number and then, you know, looked in the windows and I was like, ooh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then, you know, and then that's when the action really started. That's how we got. Um, that's kind of how we got the studio space that we're in now is uh, I was looking around because we had had an office for 
two years. Um, and I was looking around for a space for two friends that I had. Uh, actually, three. Um, one owns his own business and wanted an office space outside of his home. The other one was a teacher uh, who was retiring and looking for a music studio to teach voice lessons. And then the third one was just a friend that also wanted to teach piano. So um, I was looking around for them and maybe like uh, at first we were looking into big spots. Maybe I could combine everything. Mm. And, um, And then... I called our landlord for the little office that we had because there was another little office across the hall open and um I just asked them about that and because I was looking mm. um when the big studio space the photography studio at the top of our building when that became open our landlord knew that I was looking for it right called us first before they posted it anywhere like as soon as they found out that it was going to be available they called us and we were like, oh, wow. Because the entire time we had been there, we had seen, we had known that there was a photography loft upstairs that was the whole floor. And we were like, that would be nice if, <laughs> if we could get that. But that's insane. Yeah. And then I w- we weren't even looking for it at all. Um, so you let go of the outcome. Kind of, yeah. You know, you weren't attached to it. You weren't trying to make it happen. You right. We were looking to move... Um, we looked at the building next door to us. It had a big suite, but there were things about it that we really didn't like. Mm. And um, and we just kind of said, you know what? We're fine where we are. We're, we're, we're done looking for now. And then like a week later. It opened up. Yeah. Yeah. That's if we give the if we give the universe room to work, it will bring stuff to us. You know, we just have to be open and available and, and reach out, you know, it's, it's the, the more things, I mean, that there, there is some action involved, you know, there, there is, we can't just sit there going, wouldn't it be nice and twiddling our thumbs all the time, you know, not doing anything. We need to put it out there, but we don't, we can't be so attached to the outcome that we're just trying to force things into happening, you know? So that's that's kind of the balance of it. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to do this is this episode is because the way we it seems to me that there's so much information about how to manifest out there that the information is exhausting. And <laughs> and we're always trying to copy like everybody else. Like if we read this book and if we follow this pattern and if we do this then then we'll manifest. And I you know, I was putting some thought into it and it seems to me that we're all different. We all do things our own way. So I mean, yeah, there there needs to be some guidelines to understanding some things, but there's nothing more powerful than somebody's story. You know, to to hear how people did things because if like within the story, there's a lot of different little aspects that go into it. And if, if somebody is really good at 
one part of manifesting, but they're not good at another part of manifesting, then if I just talk to them about the part they're already good at, then they don't get what they need. You know, so if in and I might not even be aware of what they're missing because they're not me. You know, so if I just tell my story and somebody listening has the intention of going, okay, let me listen and try to find in there what I'm not doing. If that's their intention, then they can listen to the story. And it could be it could be some little piece that is just inconsequential to me because it's just part of part of me. It's just second nature to. It's just I don't even think about it. I just kind of do it. And I don't really put that much attention to it because it's second nature to me. Whereas somebody else goes, ooh, that's it. That's the little piece I'm missing. So that's why I would rather tell the story. And that's why I was, um, you know, I wanted to kind of go, wouldn't it be nice, dot, 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 you know, just and then and then tell a story after it about how things have manifested. Because I've done that before, you know, I've looked at it and gotten very clinical with it and ripped it apart and went, okay, I do this and then I do this and then I do this and it shows up at my door. And then, you know, I'm, I'm either holding on too tightly to the outcome or, um, or I'm trying to, you know, I'm forcing something or I'm not clear on what I want or, you know, something like that. Or, or I get too clear on what I want. You know, um, so that there's there's all those different types of things, and I think if people are listening and paying attention, they can pick that out themselves if they're if they're looking for it. And I think that's the best way to learn. You know, don't let me tell you what you're supposed to know. Yeah. You know, let me talk, and you listen, and you can figure out what you what part of it you're missing. You know, that way you can, you know, you can pick whichever part. And it helps a lot more people that way, too. I was thinking about this morning um, that we should do a show on... um, Golf? Being inspirational. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) Because, um, or, you know, inspiration in general. Mm. Uh, But... You had you've you said to me a lot a long time ago. Um, if you want to help somebody, don't try to help them. Just be, just uh, you know, don't try to set an example. Just be an example. Like just be inspirational. Just be um, yeah. just do what you're doing to the best of your ability, right? Or or, or whatever, and um. There was a, so that's, I mean, kind of what you were just saying about, like, just telling your story. Right. And then letting other people um, take what they want to know, what they need to know, what they're looking for out of that. Um, I saw a show this past Friday that was, uh, it's a one-person musical. Um autobiographical mm. and it's amazing um it's called the lion if you it's playing in new haven until uh for another two weeks after this comes out if you're interested huh. anybody but uh it's it's amazing and it's autobiographical and it's very emotional and in it um there's a talk back afterwards 
And at the talk back, he said, um, you know, I never, someone dies in the show, but he never specifically says what they died from. And he gets sick, but he never specifically says what it is. And he's, he said in the talk back, like, I leave out those details because they're not important. Yeah. Because then it's more relatable to whatever you want to relate it to. Right. And there are things that are autobiographical. So, like, we could have pictures up of the people that I'm talking about and all of that stuff. But it's better for you to imagine what this scene looks like or to, you know, to take the information and use it for yourself. Yeah, you can identify with the right. story instead of comparing yeah. the differences. And because of those things, uh, among other reasons, it was the most inspirational show I've ever seen. Um, yeah. It was awesome. That's, and, uh, you know, that's one of the first things that they say in recovery programs is to identify, don't compare. Because generally, that's what we do. When we're out in the world having conversations and stuff, a lot of times we're comparing our life to theirs. You know, oh, well, I went through this. Well, I didn't go through that. I went through this. You know, it's different. But if you connect with the feelings and the emotions underneath the actual events, then we can identify with people and connect to them. You know, instead of comparing and seeing where we're different, we can connect and see where we're the same. And if we're the same, you know, that's it, it, the emotions that they f- go through and they feel trigger the emotions that we've gone through and we've felt, you know, and then that, that's where the real connection lies. Yeah. And, and, and everything blossoms from there. You know, you, you can, your compassion can grow. Um, feeling not alone can grow. You know, all of that. So that's, a, I mean, that's, that's some really good insight that they they did the show like that. Yeah, very uh very very great. Um seriously, I recommend anybody going to see that show. Uh so what Yeah, I did. That was uh Dave. Yeah, the lion. Saying, yeah, the lion. By not the lion <laughs> king, the lion by uh Benjamin Shore. Um it's it's not by Elton John. Nobody can hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must be weird. It must every, be like, what are we... Wh- yeah, I know. Who are we talking to? Glenn, every episode, before we do it, we're like, you want to be on this one? He's like, no. And now he's... Stop ch- chiming in. <laughs> now he's Elton John in us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he said Elton John. <laughs> he's more... Um, <laughs> He's more, uh, oh, no. What is that guy's oh, name? Oh, you lost it. Paul Schaefer. Thank you. He's more Paul, Sha- <laughs> he's more Paul Schaefer. He's Paul Schaefer us. us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he knew where I was going with that. So wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? If we were older <laughs> and we didn't have to wait so long. Um, Great song. It is. A, it's, a, it's an all right song. <laughs> it's a great song. No, the, and to touch on what you were talking about too, with the you know, don't try to help others. Um, what I meant by that is, don't try yeah, to save don't, others. Right? Don't try to. I mean, yeah. you can try to help other yeah, sure. people. Sure, but I mean, generally, you're not going to save anybody. You know, yeah. so the best way. A lot of people spend a lot of energy trying to save other people, and it's just 
it's just not going to work. People, you know, it's our lives are our responsibilities and we either have to save ourselves or not. So it's the best thing that we can do for other people in our lives is to be the best version of ourselves. I mean, if we're living an inspirational life, they'll see it and they'll get inspired if they so choose. But at the end of the day, it's their choice, you know? So, and I mean, just being around somebody that is that is doing good things for themselves, if people are open to it, it's going to make them want to do good things for themselves. And if they're not open to it, well, you know, that, then they just won't. And, and, and after a certain period of time, it'll get so uncomfortable that, that if they're bound and determined to just be miserable, they, they probably won't be in your life that long. Yeah. You know, because eventually they, they, it just drifts. It just gets too uncomfortable for them to be around you. So uh, wouldn't it be nice manifesting? Break it down for me. Into steps, do I need a vision board? <laughs> no, I'm not going to break it down for you into steps because <laughs> I'd, I'd rather tell a story because that's more beneficial. Um, you don't need a vision board, but it'd be nice if you had one. <laughs> okay. Well, really, you don't, you don't need – people don't need a vision board. You don't need anything, you know, like – um, it's it, people, I, I, I did not have this life enhancement center on a vision board and yet I manifested it. So, yeah. you know, but I, I had a trip to Disney on my vision board and I manifested that. So it's not, it's not necessary. It's, you know, it's just getting yourself in a space where you're clear on what you want, at least to the extent that you know. And then you put it out there. You know, like, I think it was the, the secret that used an example of, of like putting an order in online. So they're like, you know, if you go to a store and you order a sweater and then, you know, it's going to take like seven to ten business days to get there to your house. You don't go on the next day and go, oh, is, is it really ordered? Are they really going to ship it? Is it coming? Is it here? Is it, where is it? You know, did the order actually go through? And then the next day, hop back online and, and reorder it and say, oh, did, I wanted this color, right? And can I? No, you just, you, once the order is placed, you assume that it's coming. I don't, I don't agree with that. No, I mean I agree with it in theory, <laughs> but I don't do that. I check uh, all the time to make sure that the order is still coming when I order stuff. Okay, well, I worked for a perfect. I, I worked for a catalog company for, for many you to years. Work on. <laughs> I worked for a catalog company for many years, and nobody ever got their stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> how long ago was this? I mean, uh, there's a lot of online ordering from I, like '07 to. 2012? My son's birthday is next week, and I probably, that and Christmas, I've probably ordered about 30 things in the last month and a half. Oh, yeah. I have Amazon Prime, and, and I and, use it every day, I think. Yeah. And I have gotten everything that I've ordered. I, you know, I, <laughs> to be fair, Amazon has delivered everything except for 
one batch of Christmas presents just never... FedEx said that they delivered it and it never came. Other than that, Amazon's been great. But even if you are checking, even even if you were checking every day, it doesn't do anything. Uh, That's true. It doesn't... A little bit of a worry war. it, It doesn't speed up the process. It doesn't... It's either going to be there and or it's not. And if it's not, then in the allotted time, then you go back and you say, hey, how come this didn't come? And you deal with the issue at the time. And then you correct whatever's off with the situation, and then it comes. I mean, so it's... <clears throat> people do that. <laughs> Actually, much. I just realized I checked uh, Amazon while we were sitting here waiting for... Um, <laughs> waiting for like the mic check. Yeah. Okay. You have a problem. Well, I got a package this morning, but it didn't have everything that I ordered in it. It had the the bands. Yeah. That I bought, but I also uh, bought uh, the hero with a thousand. I think faces. we're getting way <laughs> off the point. <laughs> talking about Joseph Campbell, Joey Cams. Yeah. Well, how, a, how are you talking about on, Joseph Campbell? He's on point. He's always on point, right? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, yes, so that's how compulsive it, I am about checking. Yes, so it doesn't it. help. You know, check, checking doesn't help. It doesn't make things come quicker. And all it does is it frustrates you, you know. And, that is true. And it gets you hand. Then, then you go try fixing things that when there's nothing wrong with them. People do that all the time. They, they'll go like, okay, I want this to come into my world. And then the next day they go, is it here yet? Well, I must be doing something wrong. I'll have to fix something. Then they then they go try to fix something, and then they go, is it here yet the next day? No. Okay, well, I must be doing something wrong. And they're constantly doing that, and it's sending out mixed signals, you know? So that's why the the letting go of and assuming that it's coming is is helpful. You know, like, I mean, the creator of the universe, which is, it's, it's pretty, in a, it's a pretty extensive job creating the universe that's like that's a lot of work uh i gotta say the job was done well (laughs) you know did a really good job there's lots of things that that uh, work in succession and it's very intricate and i'm very impressed with the work so that creator who are we to go second guessing it all the time and you know give it some room to work Give the universe a little room to work and know that it's coming. I'm sure whatever dream you have, the universe can certainly supply it if it can create a whole universe. So the, you know, paying, just putting it out there, thinking, boy, that'd be nice if I had that. You know, again, this is what works for me. You can get your own version of this. But what you want to do is get something kind of so you're clear on what you want but you're not overly attached to exactly how it's going to come, uh, what it's even sometimes what it's going to look like. You know, I wasn't that specific with what it was going to look like. So, so it's just that gave the universe even more room to work. And of course, the place is better than I expected because I couldn't have planned, you know, an appropriate space this good just for me. The universe knows better. So, so put it out there. Let it go. When there's action that's being put in front of you to take, then take that action. And you'll see it start manifesting. And, you know, 
you can go back with with this particular podcast too. You can go back to the beginning and listen to the story I told a little bit and the story that Ben told about how we manifested some things and see how see if there's anything that you're you're missing. You know, set the intention. Now I'm going to listen to those stories with kind of my ears perked a little bit trying to see something that I might not be doing. I'm going to look for that and then listen. Well, I think that the thing that I'm that I most believe that I manifested, I guess, is um the children's theater program that yeah. we have. Because that came from being at a chorus event for the for the chorus of Westerly and they did a big show to honor the guy that started it 50 years ago. Um, and uh, I I just thought, like, so many kids did the chorus and came up through it and are now members of the community and leading it and everything, and it was great. And the theater program that Dave's dad started in Westerly had, at the high school, had similar ties of you know, kids that came up through it from the eighties and are now, you know, on the town council or mm. uh, doing all sorts of great stuff. And, um, I just thought that we got to have something that, that builds that, that keeps that going. And I, I just thought, wouldn't it be nice if there was <laughs> a, a program that taught kids theater and, um, continued on this, this path and uh, and then I I just was like, yeah, that would be nice. And then and I there was some action, like, right? And then I thought about it for a couple weeks. And I was like, what could I do? And then within like a month, we were doing a play. Wow. And then, you know, it's gotten, wouldn't it be nice if we did two plays? Wouldn't it be nice if, you know, and now we're in and, and you multiple made, school districts. And you made some calls. Yep, made some calls. Made and said, hey. Wouldn't this be nice? Yep. <laughs> you know, and that's the action. Yeah. You know, and that's what it looks like in that example. First you have the thought and then you just make some phone calls. Were were you like freaking out over the phone calls and all stressed out and and going if this phone call, if I'm going to call and leave a message to meet with this person and if they don't call me back, my head's going to explode and I might as well give up on everything. No, I did not stress about anything. That's see stress and worry. All that is doing is sending out the signal that it's not going to happen. That's why it blocks it. You know, the more we stress out over it, the more we freak out. It's well, what is that? What is that energy? That energy is you wouldn't be freaking out if you thought it was actually going to to happen. So you must be thinking that it's not going to happen. That's what all that fear does. That fear gets in the way and it blocks what's coming to you. So because you're putting out the signal that this isn't happening, this isn't happening, this isn't happening. And then guess what? It doesn't happen. Why? Because that, that's all you kept putting out there. You know, so so that's the that's that's the why behind the let it go. Put it out there and let it go and assume that it's coming. Because, you know, that's that's showing faith. It's walking by faith, not by sight. So say that you've been thinking to yourself for a little while, 
or you are right now for the first time, but probably not if you're listening to this, wouldn't it be nice if I did some self-improvement, got some help, and you wanted some help on that? Glenn, where could they reach you? They could reach me. <laughs> nice segue. Man. Thanks, man. Uh, they myself. can reach me at life-enhancement-services. That's the best place. Yeah, and, that's, and that could be your action. You know, the universe will give you signs. So if there if there is something that you've wanted to work through or, you know, in any area of your life and you're listening to this, this very well could be, you know, and I'm not just saying this to drum up business. This very well could be a wake-up call. This could very well be saying, you know what, maybe I could at least just set an appointment with Glenn and talk it through, you know. Something like that. So that could be the action that you take to make sure that you're on the right page. So um, if it sounds like it's for you, then it probably is. So um, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will be back at you soon. 